You're listening to a Pop Balls production. Purveys of nonsense and all things pop culture. Music, TV, film, comedy, sport, politics, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, true crime, basically anything and everything interesting. You can listen and download all our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes and the podcast app. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash popballs or go onto iTunes or your podcast app, search popballs, like, subscribe and leave a five star rating if you'd be so kind. Follow us and get in touch on Twitter. We are at Podballs UK. While you're doing that, you may as well go and like our Facebook page. That is facebook.com forward slash Podballs UK or just search for Podballs UK on Facebook. Right then, folks, what's happening? We are back. The Podballs boys are back. The boys are back in town at Podballs UK on Twitter. My name is Matt Hibbert at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. I'm joined, as ever, by the illustrious podcast panel. It's the A to Z of music, where we go through the alphabet letter by letter. We are past the halfway point. We are at the letter N, where we pick uh, three songs by artists beginning with that letter. This week it's letter N, and uh, we give it a thumbs down, thumbs up, or a thumbs in the middle. Um, last time, M, there was a couple of thumbs down, which, you know, left some people a little bit angry, not naming any names, Nick Roberts. Um, but yeah, the podcast panel here, my name is Matt Hibbert, I'm Matt Hibbert, joined as ever by them, the lads, the pop balls lads, the A to Z, the music lads, Mr. Steve Brockenbrow and Mr. Nick Roberts. Good to be here. Yeah. Nice. Nick, thoughts? Nice to, well, nice to hear you both. Um, hoping to put the last one behind me. Um, we go again. We go, oh yeah, I hate that phrase, we go again. Doesn't we, slip now. Nick. Doesn't slip now. No. It's best to halfway. Yeah. With the ends we, in state. It's like this pandemic. <laughs> we kick on now. This is it. We're at the, vac- the vaccination stage of the pod balls. It's all, the music, aren't we? It's never going to end, but maybe, just maybe, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Do you think what's going to come first? Do you think the end of the pandemic or we'll get to the letter Z? <laughs> Probably the end of the pandemic, which says a lot about... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think we might get to the end of the next pandemic before we actually finish. Will it be another one? What a time yeah. we've had, then. What a time we've had doing these. Doesn't it feel mad? Like, I was thinking this the other day, that can you even like remember the time we used to do these in person? Oh, yeah. They were what good. was the last episode we did in person? I think it was Christmas, wasn't it? Was it the second Christmas? Oh no, we we did we did one when it was just in about February last year, I think, about a year ago. We definitely did because we yeah. we joked about um, the coronavirus on it. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a what a jape it was! What a joke! What a laugh! You've got a laugh. Oh dear, yeah, it might have been Jay, you know, or something like that. Because well, we it was Jay. No, Jay, no, Jay, Jay, Joe. I think we did J over Skype. Do you think? We definitely did yeah. L over Skype. J was over Skype. Jesus. K? No, K was over Skype as well. I? Jesus. It could, do you know what I think it was? Yeah, because it was fucking rock hard and it was like, right, Bagsy and XS. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, glory days of the pod. Yeah, that was it. We had two in, uh, in XS songs and the, the fans went absolutely oh. wild. Shall we Right. By the standards of this podcast, that was a poor episode. <laughs> you can say that again. Well, do you know what? This isn't going to be a poor episode, is it? Because let's kick in. I believe, Steve, you've done the maths. Nick Roberts is up first this week. The letter N, A to Z of music, three tunes each. 
by artists beginning with the letter N, there was loads, wasn't there, to pick through? Like, I'm sure when we get to the honourable mentions, we all have loads. Nick, set the scene. Come on, get us an early goal. Get us off to a good start. Nick Roberts, eight to the music. Letter N, what is your first one? Come on, give it to us. Do you who it is? Because I quite like giving clues and guessing things you know, Matthew, particularly, because if Matt ever says to me, you'll never guess who I saw yesterday, I won't let him tell me. I'll insist <laughs> that I basically have 20 questions to guess who it is. And you didn't, yesterday I did this, Nick, and you didn't get it, did you? When I said I'd bumped into a, I'd, I'd been chatting to an ex-professional footballer and he had an yeah. idea for me to help him out with. Yeah, because it was a lie. Well, just because... I, he didn't get it. And what it was, Steve, was I bumped into um, Darren Bent, ex-professional footballer, and he wanted me to help him out with his new business venture, Darren Bent's Roller Disco. So, And Nick didn't guess that? Because honestly, nope. it was the first thing that came into my mind. See, yeah, you, you're clued in, aren't you? You know what's going on in the world with current affairs. Last week, he said, I bumped into a good friend of yours yesterday. And I was like, oh, who was it? I was quite interested. Or who's he, who have you bumped into? Because we don't really see much of anyone nowadays. Yeah. It wasn't anyone. It was fucking Toby Anstis. The old C- CBBC presenter from the <laughs> early 90s. Anyway, should I start us off? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Go on. Sorry to interrupt. A clue. Okay. Oh, a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is an artist who's known for their love of camping. Okay. Right. That, well, that's a clue. That's the clue. Yeah. Is it crypt? Is it cryptic? Just a clue. He's known for his love of camping. I didn't say his or her. It could be a group. It could be a man. It could be a woman. I said they're known for their love of camping. Yeah. So they like being outdoors in a tent. No, it's it's, it's oh. going to be a play on words. It's in tents or something. I'm just going to tell you. I think. Go on. It's a good clue, and I don't think you'll get it because I don't think you've got the right. Well, it's not a good clue then. It is a good clue, but I don't think you both switched on enough. An artist who know who's known for their love of camping, Natasha Bed in the Field. Oh. It's not a bed in the field; it's a tent. You don't take your bed to the field, is, do you? Is, Natasha, is, is it is it too late to to get Will on? Yeah, I mean, Natasha, you know that was the original plan, wasn't it? Bed in the field. So yeah. What, what song is it? It's unwritten. Fine. Well, Nick, you've broken your unwritten rule of giving bollocks clues. It was a really good clue, and I think, I think, I honestly do think that. I know some of mine are a bit obscure, but that was quite clever. So right. anyway, I'm sending it to you now, and we can all have a little listen to Natasha Bedingfield, unwritten. Let's have it. I've sent you the US version. I don't know what. Fucking hell, fine. Bye.
to not make mistakes But I can't live that way Staring at the blank page before you Open up the dirty window Let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find Reaching for something in the distance So close you can almost taste it Release your inhibitions Feel the rain on your skin No one else can feel it for you Only you can let it in No one else, no one else can speak The words on your lips Treat yourself in words unspoken Live your life with arms wide open Today is where your book begins Feel the rain on your skin No one else can feel it for you Only you can let it in No one else, no one else can speak The words on your lips Treat yourself in words unspoken Live your life with arms wide open Today is where your book begins The rest is still unwritten Staring at the blank page before you Open up the dirty window Let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find Reaching for something in the distance So close you can almost taste it Release your inhibitions Feel the rain on your So that was um, Unwritten, Lasher Beddingfield. A couple of, just out, here's a question for you, like a quiz or question almost. When do you think that was released? Oh, um, 2004? Yeah, I would say, I'm going to go to a year earlier, I think 2003. Oh, I should have gone over it again. Matthew? Is it 2004? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. Oh, for God's... What's... I can't... I would just mean three and four. So you asked the question, and you didn't even know the answer yourself? Yeah. Just the, the thing that I'm reading now is a bit ambiguous. Um, anyway, forget about that. Okay. Forget that question. Uh, okay. Nominated for um, a Grammy Award. Really? She won yeah. a Grammy for that, didn't she? Well, it doesn't seem she won it here. Says it was nominated, but she might have won it. Oh. Um, no, usually say she won it to But what happened to her? Like she just disappeared, and so did a brother. She had um. I was just looking looking through her sort of um, Wikipedia page, which is obviously the go to place for oh yeah anything like that. And she had an album out a couple of years ago, but it didn't do very well. I don't even think it got into the top forty. She lives in. I think she lives in America now with her successful businessman husband. 
as we've just said, they always marry like a Wall Street fella, a hedge fund, you know, some business upstart millionaire, billionaire, don't they, these women? I remember thinking at the time, I remember having quite several debates going, I couldn't decide whether she was attractive or not. What was 18-year-old me thinking? She's an astoundingly attractive woman, isn't she? Yeah, well, I don't know where you, why there was any doubt, really. I think there was stuff in the media at the time saying, like, you know... She, well, like, is, is Natasha Bedingfield attractive or not? Yeah, do you not remember in the mirror? It was front page. It went to the, Nick, it went to a referendum, do you not remember? Ah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's well, a great tune, mate. Her brother, Daniel, was first had it here, like, got to get through this, didn't he, which was yeah. huge. A bit like it's the theme tunes of the pandemic, mate. We've got to get through this. Through this. Yeah. I remember him once. Remember after the big breakfast was took off the air in the early 2000s, they brought, was it Rise, was what they replaced it with? R.I. Southeast. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. That's one way of putting it. And I remember he was on that. Right. And he was just eating a full English breakfast on air. Dougie Anderson was on that. He's funny. Who was that? What was on a full English? He just had like sausage, bacon, egg. I remember like beans, topical yeah. for today. I remember yeah. he got someone like his top. But I remember thinking like this is bizarre. Like this on the big breakfast, you could imagine because he's literally eating a big breakfast. Yeah. But Rise wasn't that kind of like wacky. It wasn't as serious as like Bre- BBC Breakfast or whatever ITV had GMTV at the time. And it was like I don't think he was supposed to have been doing it. It was like he brought it from the catering from the green room and just carried on eating it on air. That doesn't sound like the professional Daniel Bedingfield I know. Well, you know, it's a bloody good tune, Nick, I'll give you that. It was on my list, actually, to be honest. Oh, it was on my shortlist, but I knew I was never getting it in time. Well, I'm glad. So, that, I mean, without wanting to, you know, count my chickens before... It's a good start. That sounds quite positive from both of you. Yeah. It's a thumbs up for me, 100%. Yeah. Mate. It was on my... I've even got the YouTube link ready. I had the UK... Video. I did a bit more research than you, but um, well, you actually, I also really like um, these words. Great, you, mate. That's great. And pocket, pocket full of sunshine as well. Yeah, I want to have your babies. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Set you up for that. I'm gonna say it's medically impossible. But, um, yeah, thumbs up for me. Great start, Nick. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thumbs up from me. Great tune, Nick. Steve, is it you next, I believe? You, uh, uh, do you know what? I've lost track. No, it says Matt. Oh, Jesus, well, I'll tell you what. I am going to go for, um, I'm not going to do a stupid clue like Nick Roberts. Oh, I'm going straight in there, but it's someone who may be very familiar to him as a fan of Neighbours. I think he knows where I'm going with this. Really do. Yeah. Uh, Torn by Natalie Brulia. A, a smash hit at the time, wasn't it? And a great... Um, very iconic video. Yeah, very iconic video. Like every single couple ever has been like, yeah, can uh, <laughs> I don't remember them putting a camera in our house because it seems like they've recorded exactly what it's like to be in a couple. Um, it's a great tune, great video. Let's get to it. Natalie Ambrulia, Torn. Man, I adore 
Natalie Ambrulia or Imbrulia Torn. Um, did you know a couple of stats for you? Um, the most played, officially the most played record of the 90s in the UK. Really? I did not yeah. know that. And it is also the most played song on Australian radio since 1990 to this day. Must have overtaken something by Kylie. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You would think so. Well, yeah, it, was, it never actually, I could have swore it was number one. Um, it's the 85th biggest selling single of all time in the UK. 
Wow. Sold uh, over one million copies in the UK. Four million. But it only got to number two, right? Guess what fucking song kept it off number one? This is another one of those classics where you go, it's a classic track that was held off number one by a fucking ridiculous tune. What year was it? It was in 1997. Uh, it's not like a, a sort of comedy song, is it? Mr. Blobby or something like that. Yeah, I, mm, you could argue it was a comedy song, actually, yeah. Barbie Girl Aqua. Oh. That's also a good tune, to be fair. I liked it. And they, they did some remember, like they did some ballads, didn't they? Once the baldy fella stopped singing on it and the, the female singer sang. Like, it was a turn back time he did, which was a lovely like ballad. It's bizarre for them to go from Barbie. What was the other one? Dr. Jo- Dr. Jones was a good tune, actually, as well, wasn't it? But we'll get, when we get back round to A, we can talk about that. But um, I think also, yeah. I haven't looked it up, by the way, but is this a cover version? Yes, it? well, I, I always like, knew it was, but I never really looked into it. It was written by um, two people. For, th- their band was called Edna Swap, um, Scott Cutler, and Anne Preven. Um, they used to perform they live. That? They performed it live, but never released it. Like they never actually recorded, you know, a version of it. But they performed it live, um, and it was someone did a, a Danish version. But obviously, Nat Embrulia's team got hold of it, and hers has become you know, the big, the big okay. version of it. Yeah, but obviously, you know, I, I love seeing it stories like that where you know singer songwriters have written a song and it's been turned down, or you know they've not done it, and then it becomes a huge hit for someone else. It's like we go back to the. Boy Meets um, uh, World one, writing for Star to Fall, the people who sang that wrote Whitney Houston's two biggest hits, I Want to Dance with Somebody and How Will I Know, and they offered it to her, but they turned it down and they just went, do it ourselves. But this is, for me, this is like, that video as well is one of the most synonymous, I think of the 90s music videos, I think of Praise You, the Fatboy Slim one, and that sticks in my mind as well, it's just... It yeah, sums right. up, yeah. Like, I love the set designers working in the background and just like yeah, how freak, you would swore that filmed in an actual apartment somewhere. And yeah, just great video, great video, great tune. Um, she's got great, great voice, hasn't she? Yeah. For a, you know, that was very much the time, wasn't it? As well, the nineties that there were so many pop stars, you know, soap stars trying to be pop stars. But she could actually sing, and um, she had a decent career. Obviously, she never, you know, repeated the success of it. Can't think of any. I've got a couple of pairs that I love. Um, one's called Shiver. That's a cover. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And the other one is called um, That Day. That, that rings a bell slightly. Yeah, she did. Oh, she did well, didn't she, for like a couple of years in the late nineties after this. Or if it's not a cover, it's another one of those where it's been written by somebody else. Um, yeah. I remember I'm reading sure. an article about that. I'm sure her songs are written by her, yeah. But it's, um, but yeah, that, that is a great tune, I love Shiver. Yeah. I forgot it was her as well. If you listen to That Day, I'd be interested to know what you think of that one as well. That's a good I haven't tune. listened to it. I've definitely heard that before. You might have played it me, you know. I might have done, mate. Yeah, but um, general thoughts then? Thumbs up? Yeah. Thumbs up, yeah. Played it safe there, but the- I know. Well, it was one as soon as when we came up with the idea of this pod, that was always going to be my first one for N because it's just like whenever I'm putting a USB or back in the day burning a CD for the car, an MP3 CD, anything that is on my Belt of Tunes playlist, it's just yeah. a great, great tune. Um, Steve, can you keep us going? Yeah, I hope so. I was, um, I've got a song that would fit in 
kind of in the pattern of those three, but I'm going to save it for a little bit later on. We'll try okay. and change it up a bit. This is a band who I'd never heard of until about 2016, and I was going to a music festival in Delaware. In Remember America. music festivals, Steve? <laughs> Remember the days? Yeah. And I had a look at the lineup for this music festival. There was loads of bands I wanted to see and loads of bands I'd never heard of. So I went and I did my due diligence and went and found who these bands were. Came across this band and came across this song. And this is just such a great, great song. And I went to see the band and they were great as well. They're probably becoming a little bit more popular now. I see them popping up on adverts and on TV shows and things like that now. So they are, they are becoming more and more popular in the UK. Uh, the band is Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. That ring any bells? Yes. Sorry, what? Nathaniel yeah. Rateliff and the Night Sweats. That sounds like something the Scouse Scally would shout at you. I'm familiar with Night Sweats, but I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to treat you to their song, which has a fantastic music video that you're both going to really enjoy. Okay, I'm excited for this. Uh, this so this is Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, SOB. I'm gonna need someone to help me. I'm gonna need somebody's hand. I'm gonna need someone to hold me down. I'm gonna need someone to care. I'm gonna rise and shake my body. I'll start cooling out my hair. I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you And nobody is gonna give a damn Son of a bitch Give me a drink Hands are shaking, 
Son of a bitch, get me a drink. It's Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Did you make of that? That was fucking great. Wasn't it, Nick? I loved it. Yeah. Where have I heard that before, Steve? Have I... Um, <laughs> no, couldn't tell you. I feel like a TV programme, maybe? Wait there, Nick. You're breaking off a little bit there, mate. Hello? There you go. That's better. Okay, sorry. I don't know what happened then. Well, I feel like it's maybe been... Um, on oh, an, advert? an advert or a TV program that I've heard that. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, I think it has been. Uh, I'll do a quick look and see if I can find it. Do, do you know what the whole like the song and like the video reminded me of? I, I'm sure that if you spoke to someone in the band, they'd tell you it's reminded me of the Jailhouse Rock scene in Blues Brothers. Yeah. I'm sure, like that is a huge influence on the sound and on that video but just it was a great video it's a great tune so catchy and again we've spoken about this before in here that we love tunes like modern songs that if you just heard that on the radio with no reference point who it was if someone said that's like a 1950s motown or like soul you know track that you've never heard before you wouldn't go oh no it isn't it's sad It, it could be you know, a 40-year-old record, for all you know, because yeah, yeah. it sounds so great, so, like, authentic. What a fucking great tune. Do you know what? I, I was, as I was listening to it, Steve, I was just thinking, I want to remix this. I was <laughs> like, it, it's so... That would make such a great, like, housey dance record. It's so... Yeah, just like... And I'm a big... I'm a sucker for anything which has got claps and clicks in it. Because yeah. I just it goes with like I just love like you know, gospel choirs and stuff like that, and because it, it's his voice is so strong, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant. What a tune! Um, looking at it on Wikipedia, there just say the uh, it's an homage to the end credit scene from the Blues Brothers. Yes, Top brilliant. Up. And uh, in terms of usage in media, it was featured in season three premiere of Fargo the TV show. It was in uh, a Lipton iced tea advert. It was in Brockmire. Two Doors Down, Titans, and Atypical on Netflix. From Two Doors Down, is that where you know it? Yeah, and that is a, that's a program that's really funny. It's like a Scottish comedy, and it's, it's yeah, that's where I know it from. Yeah, yeah, that's where it'll be. Yeah. But, um, 
I like that show, but I, I love the song as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great tune. Like it's a, a huge thumbs up for me. It's exactly why we like doing this because that's a band and a song that I've never heard before. Well, we had, but I had no idea who it was. Well, I've and never now, had it not been for me going to that music festival. I wouldn't have yeah, been. It's amazing, and that's what we say about so good about music is that now I'll certainly be that. I'm going to go and grab that now, download it, add it to my Spotify and stuff like that, and just what a fucking great tune! What a great tune! What a great record! And how were they live, Steve? Oh, fantastic. You can imagine the entire, however many people were at the festival, 20,000 people in the audience all clapping and clicking along. And yeah, you've got loads of songs that are just like that. You sing along and even when you don't know the words, you can, you get them pretty quickly. And yeah, great atmosphere. Yeah, that's they're the best ones, aren't you? Where it's the first time you've heard it, but instantly you can join in and clap along and sing yeah. along. And it was interesting also, Matt, to hear you say that you're um, a sucker for the clap. Well... <laughs> You know, far so, be it from me to, to the, expand um, any more on that, but I'll leave it up to your imagination. I think we should just leave that, the rest. Let's just leave that there. Two anyway. thumbs up for me, Steve. Thumbs up for yeah. me as well, mate. Yeah, really great stuff. Yeah, come on, mate. Um, I don't know if this one's going to be popular or not, but I love it. And um, maybe you'll think it's okay too. It's not a Nick Roberts original, is it? No, but I am working on some music at the moment, Matt. It's my concern, Steve, that he, he's been saying the last few days he's going to pick one of his songs. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know he was a music producer or an artist, but apparently I, so. Actually, both. You didn't think that low and pick one of your songs, so I, I think... Yes, yeah, I didn't. Oh, no, you didn't, did you? No, I didn't, mate. Trying to keep the thumbs up, weren't you, probably, mate? That's yeah, fine. I didn't want to get... It's still got a thumbs down, whatever I picked, so... Yeah. Anyway, um... My next choice is um, Sexual by Naked. Say what? Sexual by Naked. You sordid little fantasies to yourself, mate. This is a music podcast. No. Um, have you heard of it? Yes, I have. Yeah, of course. That's what it is. <laughs> heard of it. I thought, am I going mad here? It's quite a well-known one. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I'm sending it to the group now. So enjoy. Matt, you can press play for me because I'm having some phone issues. Okay, now fire. You got that thing that I've been looking for. Been running around for so long. Now I got you, I won't let you go. You got that thing that I've been looking for. And you got a heart of gold. And that's really turning me on You are, you are, you are, you are, you are Everything that I dreamed of Now I can paint a picture You are, you are, you are, you are, you are Making my life much greener Yeah, yeah
paint a picture. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are making my life much greener. So I wanna say, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's sexual by Naked. I don't know anything about the bloke. I assume it's a bloke, the producer. I don't know anything about the woman that sings it either. But I just love the song. I think it's quite... Uh, what type of music is that, Matt? Um, it's almost like... It's just pop, isn't it? Really. Um, I like it. But one thing that I do want to say is that there's a lyric in it which I think hints at some sort of criminality which is, you've got something that I ain't seen before. You've opened a million doors. Now, is that some sort of break, breaking in, into things? Or like you think he's, broke, he's broken into a million doors? Yeah, well, that's the way it reads to me. Do <laughs> you think he's admitting to it being the biggest burglar in the history of the, the world? A skeleton key? Or does he crack safes? I don't know, but it's certainly something that bears a bit more investigation, I think. I mean, for you to extrapolate that from that one lyric of one song is some severe... Well, what do you get from it, Matt? I just think it's a lyric in a song, mate. If we're going to start digging into the meaning of lyrics, then... Well, I think that's to start, mate. If we are going to start doing that, I'm going to have to roll you back to um, Natasha Bedenfield and question whether she really knows the rules of of reunion. Yeah. Listen, mate. Sometimes I try to outside the the lines. (laughs) And I don't think that's how it works. It's He's not done you again, Nick. Yeah. Steve's done you again. Well done, Steve. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts? I, I really like. I really like that tune. Do you know if you'd have played it to me a couple of years ago, I probably would have been like, oh, "This song again," and I'd have been like a little bit more reluctant. But it's been a while since I've heard it, and it's not as annoying when the only time you hear it is five times in night in work. When yeah. I was playing it again. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good tune. I just like it. I think it's quite an uplifting song. Yeah, not, it's a happy tune, isn't it? It's, yeah, not necessarily... I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I just like it. And I know, obviously, it's a very well-known song and stuff, but I'm probably one of those that, when you work in the places that you work, you probably heard it quite a lot. Um, I've, seen, 
been a while. And then, yeah. you know, it sounds better, weirdly, on that, that video when you don't have screaming customers all around you. And, so. Yeah, it's... Um, like you said, it's just like a happy tune, isn't it? Like, really... It's poppy. Like, yeah, happy poppy tune. And we've said before, there's always, you know, time for happy pop music, no matter, you know, what 80s, 90s, whatever. It's There's always time for it. I think, like, I'm not sure. Is that in D? Is it in D? The key of that, Steve? You're, like, is it D minor or D major? And that is a lot it, of, like, happy pop music is in that key because it's, it's just a very... In D, but it's definitely not in minor. It'll be I a think major. it's D major. Yeah, it's, it's in, I think. And a lot of, like, happy pop music is in that key. So um, it's a thumbs up for me, Nick. In um, just match just a quick one. In the business, we don't say the... D minor. We use like slang. We call it um, an Arthur Scargill. The minor. Fucking right! You've made some niche references on this podcast. Normally to do with characters from the Bill in the eighties, or characters from Home and Away, or Neighbours in the early nineties. That might be the most niche thing you've ever said. That is up there. Yeah, okay. and that's fucking saying something, isn't it? He's the um, he's the nation's number one minor celebrity, Arthur Scargill. Yeah, again, you, I mean, you're you're persevering with these, aren't you? Always. Anyway, yeah. Steve, was it a thumbs up from you? Yes, it was. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Now, for my second one, right? I've got one there, but I'm saving the the, th- the one that I'm going to get a thumbs down on for last, as I wait, so I don't want to bring the mood down. Um, I had. Natasha Bedenfield, unwritten. Nick, I'm gonna. I'm choosing these words for my second one. Um, because he Well, both of them, like unwritten, is a great tune. But I think these words is an even happier tune. And that just done if these words had been unwritten. Sorry, what? I don't know. Forget edit that out. It doesn't really work. No, I'm leaving it in, mate. Don't you worry. Um, Do you have anything else other than another Natasha Benfield song? I have, but like, I, this was, those were two in, and I was concerned. I've got other ones there. Um, do you know what? Should I pick another one then? Should I, should I go for another one? <laughs> Matt, don't let Steve bully you. No, do you know what? There's one there that. Poor Matthew. No, he's, it is a good point that, like, we shouldn't probably. Well, unless it's the um, NXS. That's problem. Yeah, which was, you know, I think we are going to get to that, aren't we, at some point, unfortunately, with, awesome. like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some fucking hard ones, isn't there? I mean, you'd probably say that wasn't the major in excess problem. It was probably Michael Hutchins. Yes, and yes, he had a few issues, Nick, yes, but we can agree with that. Um, okay, I'm going to go with instead one, and I still love this tune. Uh, I think this was not number one. It's by a little known band by the name of Niz Loppy, and it's the JCB song. Fantastic. This is much better. Yeah, here we go. There's Loppy, JCB song. Well, I'm rumbling in this JCB. I'm five years old, my dad's a giant sitting beside me. And the engine rattles my bum like berserk while we're singing. Don't forget your shovel if you want to go and work My dad's probably had a bloody hard day But he's been good fun and bubbling and joking way And the procession of cars stuck behind 
are getting all impatient and angry, but we don't mind. We're holding up the bypass. Oh, me and my dad having a top laugh. Oh, oh, sitting on the toolbox. Oh, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. Oh no. And we pull over, let cars pass, and pull off again, speeding by this summer green grass. And we're like giants up here in our big yellow digger, like Zoids or Transformers, or maybe even bigger. And I wanna transform into a Tyrannosaurus Rex and eat up all the bullies and the teachers and their pets, and I'll. Tell all my mates, my dad's B.A. Barack is only with a J.C.B. and Bruce Lee's nunchuckers. And we're holding up the bypass. Oh, me and my dad having a top laugh. Oh, oh, sitting on the toolbox. Oh, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. And we're holding up the bypass. Oh, me and my dad having a top laugh. Oh, oh, I'm sitting on the toolbox. Oh, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. Said I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round, and we're holding up the bypass. Whoa, me and my dad having a top laugh. Oh, whoa. And I'm sitting on the toolbox. Oh, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. Oh, I said I'm Luke on five, but my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five, but my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his. I'm Luke on five, but my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five, but my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. Nizloppy. The JCB song. Um, the story of this is it's another interesting, like weird one. It was released in uh, the summer of 2005 and got to number 160, but it achieved, it got like a cult following on the internet and at film festivals apparently, um, mainly due to the the video. And um, it just, like it was one of the first like songs that got like viral support and stuff like that, and so it was re-released. On the, in November, trying to get a Christmas number one, it got to the number one spot the week before Christmas, and it was pushed off again. Another guessing game: what song do you think pushed it off for the Christmas number one in the UK? Whoever was Two, the X Factor winner, probably Shane Ward. That's my goal. Pushed it off the number one spot. Um, I'm it gonna... then, like as Shane Ward's one stopped selling, that went. It went back to number one after. So it was one of those ones. 
So, uh, yeah. Um, thoughts on the song? Fantastic song. Great, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. Maybe I need to listen to it again. Well, Nick, you were not the rumour, didn't you? That's that's what you doing. It's about the the guy who wrote it, um, who I'm assuming is called Luke. I don't know what his surname is. When he was in school, he used to get bullied. So his only happy memories of growing up were when he would be on his dad's JCB and not in school. I, Steve, I was bullied in school. And if I'd have told Podgy, my nemesis, <laughs> that my dad was B.A. Baracus, he'd be having none of it. Podgy might have done a lot of things, but he wasn't stupid. He's a big fan of the A-team, wasn't he? Yeah, and he'd, he'd be able to... I... I quite like the sentiment of the song, which I understood, and the video was quite nice as well, but I'm just not sure if it's quite my cup of tea. I, I I've always liked again. this song. Is it not? I thought the sort of thing that you normally like, Nick, yeah. you like quite quaint. Um, expecting, so when you said the JCB song, I was expecting something like Bob the Builder, I think. Are you expecting <laughs> fucking fast, fast food rockers? Something like that, yeah, some sort of novelty record. I think I was expecting for some reason. I think maybe do it's... Remember, do you not remember this tron- song? I, I, you've got to remember that I'm not you... someone who listens to much music, as you've probably been able... My, my music... I mean, this this isn't a good podcast for me. You should have got someone else to do. <laughs> You've said this before. We were supposed to get our mate Will on instead. Yeah, but my problem is that a lot of my musical references are from when I was a bit younger. You know, in my 20s, probably, maybe now. And there's a couple of... Obviously, I choose some modern stuff. How old were you? 2005? 2000. You, were like tw- you were like 26, weren't you? 25? 2005? Yeah. That's strange, because I was, I was very aware of That's My Goal by Shane Ward. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't going to go down well, which I think is a better song than that. Really good tune, mate. Yeah, I think really it's good a tune. Song. I think it's a better song than that. Sorry to say. I think so. Justice was done when it came to Christmas number one. Oh, dear me. Sorry. Glad we haven't got video calling, so I don't have to see your reaction to that statement. Yeah, well, think... uh, you, you should be as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've never shaken my head so vociferously. Steve, oh. um, wedding invitations are not finalised yet, are they? They are not finalised. Well, uh, I'm just saying, yeah. So, just so, just throwing that out there. Um, is that, Steve, a thumbs up from you, I'm presuming? Uh, absolutely, I love that song. Yeah, I love Nick. the sections of the song. I think it's really nice. I think yeah. it's a, I, I think the lyrics are clever. I think it's funny. It's you know, it does what all good art should do, and it should evoke a reaction. And that song evokes a reaction for me because it's good. Whereas Nick Roberts is getting a reaction from "That's My Goal" by Shane Ward, which which evokes meh. It evokes nothing <laughs> for me. Well. It's funny you should say that it provokes a re- reaction from you because the reaction it's provoked from me is just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Be honest, that's, mate. Be honest. That's what I'm we're here for. Just, yeah, I'm going to have to give it thumbs in the middle. A thumb in the middle. Um, Honesty is the best policy, mate. It's not always, is it? Well, depends if you're speaking to me or not. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I like the sentiment of the song, you know, about he's been bullied and stuff. I was bullied in school. Not, you know, not like every day, but, you know, there were some, what I would call, major incidents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. You so, didn't help yourself, Nick, did you, by having a pasty sandwich? Well, <laughs> no, but 
I didn't really have the pasty sandwich in school. That was like my late teens, probably between like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've always struggled with my weight, Matt. You know that. You struggle with your attitude. That's your issue. Um, so yeah, thumbs in the middle for me. I like the sentiment. Quite like the video. Think it's a nice voice, but it's just like a bit. I don't know. Yeah, not my idea. You should have stuck with Natasha Bedingfield, mate. I think, do you know what, don't, Steve and Nick, I, I can see why, if you're unaware of it from the time and, like, the impact it had, I can see why you might think it's a bit wishy-washy. Because mm. um, without knowing, like, the full context of the song, and, like, it was quite, it was an important song at the time, see, wasn't it? I remember, like, yeah, Rage is, like, anti-bullying. The, the morons who go and buy songs at HMV on a Saturday afternoon were ignored. And other people in the world got to decide what, what songs they liked. I remember my dad liked it because it was getting played loads on, on like, I think he used to listen to Radio 2 in the, mor- in the mornings when he drove to work. And he... Of, like, the internet opinion on songs, and then after that, straight, a year later, you get bands like Arctic Monkey, who became massive because of the following they had on the internet. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's impact on the music culture of Great Britain can't be related. But Nick, your opinion's as valid as anyone's, and um, we welcome it, we welcome it. You don't mean that, do you? No, absolutely not, Steve. You're next. Right. Is it my turn? Yeah, it is. Back to you. That was Matt, then. It should be oh. Nick, then Matt, then Steve. Yeah, it's you. I, that was mine, remember? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was Nick. Steve, you're okay. <laughs> I think Steve's at the stroke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. Hey, the you're... boys are back. That's all that matters. Yeah, are we around practice? That's what it is. It, it um, is. Rusty right. professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've given you both two chances to pick this band, and neither of you have, so I'm going to do it. Um, this is the song that I thought might have been a bit more appropriate after the first two songs because it's a similar kind of sound, but uh, wanted to mix it up a little bit. So I've gone with a band with a female singer. That's all the clue I'm going to give you. Do you know who it might be? And. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt, correct. I struggled for a while what songs to pick because they've got some absolutely massive songs, but I wanted to pick one that's a little bit less well known, but I thought I think it's probably a better reflection of what their kind of sound was. Uh, so I picked Sunday morning. Ooh. Do you know that? Interesting. I yeah, know. I haven't heard it in years though. I hadn't heard it in years, and as I was scrolling through, I saw it and I went if I remember rightly, that's a great video and a great song, and I clicked on it, and I'm happy to confirm I was correct. Bring it on, Steve. What are we listening to? It's no doubt Sunday morning.
I am back. Yeah, back. <clears throat> Go on, Steve. That was no doubt Sunday morning. A bit more of a scar sound, which is. I was going to say it was very scary. Yeah, that's kind of what made that way. I know there's a lot of the biggest hits weren't quite as obvious, but they uh, they did have a scar sound. I think she's got a very distinctive voice. She's yes. incredible voice. Yeah, very good voice. Well, you can see the fact that she's been successful in so many different genres that her voice is suited. Yeah. You know, like ska, rock, R and B, pop. Yeah, yeah. She's fifty-one. You know, is she still yeah. married to that guy from Bush? Um, what Bush. was his name? Gavin Rossdale, was it? Gavin Rossdale. I've uh, him in 2016. No, do you know who she's? Do you know who she's dating now? Who? Like a, uh, uh, I'm sure he's like a country music guy. Yeah, let me. I've um, I've Blake, Blake, Shelton, Blake, Shelton, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Never heard of him. Yeah. So, so, oh, so do you know what that means? We might get a country album from her. Perfect. Yeah, which would no doubt be brilliant. Her genres under um, listed on Wikipedia under a musical career: pop, R and B, electronica, ska, new wave, rock. Like, I think people almost forget about a no doubt phase now because she's so no well known and synonymous for a like R and B pop career. You know, um, all about girl and all that. What was the one she did with Eve? Um, Let me blow your mind. That was a fucking great tune, wasn't it? Hollaback Girl was great. Rich Girl, that was a good video as well, wasn't it? Like she's, she's almost in the same way Madonna, constantly reinvented herself. She's been similar, hasn't she? She's yeah. remained relevant throughout the nineties, noughties, and not. Yeah, that's a really. It's, that was a really good shoot. I hadn't heard that in years, though. As my cat chimes in. I think Trico liked it. No doubt first got together in 1986. Jesus Christ. That doesn't surprise me. That they've been around for a long time. Yeah. I liked them. Um, I know it's like an obvious one to say, but don't speak. I know Brilliant. Brilliant. Wasn't that number one for like 10 weeks, wasn't it? I don't remember that, but I just remember it being played in a lot yeah. of these indie clubs that I went to. Their cover of um, Dr. Album, It's My Life, was brilliant as well. Yeah. Brilliant cover. And um, Just a Girl was another yeah. one. Just a yeah. Girl, great tune. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, great band, great voice, great soloist. And yeah, that's a great track, Steve. And I, I, yeah, like you could have easily gone, couldn't you, for Just a Girl, Don't Speak, or It's My Life, but that was a great show. Yeah. Thumbs up. up. Yep, yeah, thumbs up. Thank you very much. Right, Nick. Well, can you wrap? Let's see what you've got for us. I've got. I've got two to choose from, and it's like one of them. I think it would be criminal if there wasn't a song by them in the in the episode. And do I take the chance and not choose it because one of you two will choose a song by them? Um, I don't think my other one is is going to so be this. So I'm going to have to choose it because otherwise, I think really we should we should have a song by them personally. So. I thought Steve might choose one, and I'm sure he's got one on his list. Depends uh, who it is, but go on. Well, I'd be surprised if you didn't. Um, so my choice is Lithium by Nirvana. 
I did have the one on my list, yeah. Yeah, so did I. So I've sent it to you both into the group. What is it, Nick? Lithium by Nirvana. That's how I like my batteries.
yeah, so Lithium by Nirvana. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I was a massive fan of Nirvana. I was more sort of, I would say, the India side of that kind of sort of music, if you like. Yeah. But again, for me, it's always been, this has been about tunes that take you back to places. And that was always played, again, in the sort of clubs that I went to, sort of indie nights and everything. Uh, so it just reminds me of happier times, sad times, because he's dead, of course. But, um, you know, a good tune and um, a good band. And over to you two to give your thoughts. Yeah, go on, shit. This is much more your repertoire, isn't it? I um, I had a few songs. I was, depending on what mood I felt in, the songs I had, I was, I was going to pick uh, About a Girl. Then I thought maybe that might be too heavy and maybe to pick one of their Unplugged songs. When they did the MTV Unplugged session, they were fantastic. They covered Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie, which I love that version. Um, yeah, Just, I, we couldn't have gone without it. I, they were always going to be on my list. Uh, I think they were one of the most important bands in the That's 90s. Quite an iconic Unplugged session, that wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched that pretty, like myself, and um, yeah, it's good stuff. Worth a worth a watch. The um, I, I think you can't. Like you said, see, you, you really can't overstate their influence on just modern music. They, they were very much the bridge of. You go back to like the early nineties, like when they hit, and it was still all about like you know big stadium rock, like yeah. hair bands for want of a better phrase, wasn't it? Like you know, your Bon Jovi's, yeah. And that, like, I hate just grouping it as, like, guitar music. But, you know, like, r- live rock music was very much stuck in the past. They yeah. came along, and there was a few others. The grunge sound, and yeah. just... Well, you, you can always tell when there's an impact happening, when, like, religious, you know, far-right mental religious groups in America start going, they should be banned, yeah. and hate them for the impact they're having on the youth. Like, you, it's insane to look back on the influence like the likes of Nirvana had, and, like, the Kevin Smith, like slacker grunge, yeah, yeah, just early nineties, like Pale Jam, um, just making an appearance on in a couple of yeah, weeks. they'll be coming. Their sound was just so fresh and new. In the same way that when, um, like in the the eighties, the house music sound came out of Chicago, using drum machines and stuff. That what they were doing with the guitar that sound, people were just like, that's not what that's supposed to be used for. But it was like, but same. it's so raw, so real. In the 70s. Exactly the same as that. And the same as like disco music when people, what is this, you know, oh, yeah, just a great band. And I think people, a lot of people just think of Smells Like Teen Spirit, don't they, when they think of Nirvana? Yeah. And think, think that that was their only hit, which is it's like the same people who walk around in Nirvana t-shirts they bought from H&M. Uh, yeah. Um, but just I mark, you know. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. You wonder who's making the money there. That you're like, who's? Of the, the, yeah, was it Courtney Love still pocketing the cash? David Geffen. Yeah, um, but just a, a fucking unreal band, and what a voice, what a talent, and again, the Twenty Seven Club. What are the um, what are the far right religious groups saying about Podballs guys? Um, wrong to us. Yeah, the, you know, don't like they, it. Yeah, they, they don't like it up them, do they? They don't like it it full stop. No, we're very much, you know, I think they see us as, you know, like a Premier League team. We're the non-league club. 
and they don't want to. They don't want to get us in the third round of the cup. We're Marines to their Tottenham. Got you. Yep. Yeah, and in the same way, we're get, we're probably going to get beat five 0 So it's a huge thumbs up for me. Great, great to hear, mate. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I'm now thoroughly braced for for this one. Um, it's going to get a thumbs down from you. I'm almost certain, but. I'm not going to tell you the full story of, of, of the band and the artist and stuff. Maybe you might know it. Steve, you might, Nick, you might know um, about it. If not, then you'll I'll tell you everything about them um, after we do it. The band is called the New Power Generation. Does that ring a bell to either of you? Well, I think I switched my electricity supply to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you switch can help you with stuff like that. As in today's world, you need to you need to do stuff like that. The band is the New Power Generation, or MPG, as they were shortened to. The song is called Good Life, and it's the Dancing Divas remix from 1995, and I'm going to send you it right now. Uh, you might want to skip. It's the extended mix because there's no radio edit, so skip to about 1.45, 1 minute 45 to get, to get like where things get interesting. It is New Power Generation... Good Life, the Dancing Divas remix. Fantastic, never heard nobody with good life. Fantastic, never heard nobody with good life. Fantastic, never heard nobody with good life. Chelsea Allen, when the everyday gets on your last one, give it up and go. 
to the place in everyone's future. The good life one day will know. Okay, that was the new power generation, Good Life, the Dancing Divas Mix. Before I get your thoughts, a little bit of background on it. The new power generation were Prince's backing band um, for quite considerable time. From 1990 to 2013, they were his like band. They traveled with him, um, and Prince was part of them. He was never officially credited on tracks, but uh, played guitar. He used to perform with them live with a black hat on and a veil over his face. And I, th- I forget, I can't find the information, but he had a pseudonym, which he performed in this band under. Um, and I, like, it's never been officially confirmed, but that is his vocal, by all accounts, on that track, on the recorded track. Yeah, that is, that is Prince singing it. Um, the original track is very much like a Princey, almost sounds like... Um, well, you know, it's, it's his backing band, so it's almost like a Raspberry Beret type track. That remix um, is by the Dancing Divas, and that is a guy by the name of Ian Bland. Now, if you look at his uh, discography, right, he released hardly any tracks himself. He His remixes, his credits, 453 credits for remixes, writing and arrangements and production on tracks. Basically, any big dance track of the early 90s from like 93 through to like 96, 97, I'll reel some off. Uh, like Baby D, Let Me Be Your Fantasy, Don't Give Me Your Life, Alex Party, I Love You Baby by the original, um, Berry, Sunshine After the Rain, uh, oh. Rosola, um, Everybody's Free, um, Corona, Rhythm of the Night. Basically, the big famous versions of those tracks that you know were the Dance and Diva remixes. He was like a one-man... You know, he would take this like pop track and make the dance classic remix of it. Um, and this one as well, this was one 1995. Um, it was a huge 
Liverpool tune before my time, but like I was aware of it, and my brother had the vinyl of it, and I've not, I think I've now got four different copies of it because um, I love it that much. It's got a great. I don't know if I'll send you the art of the, of the actual, you know, like twelve inch. Um, it's very printy, obviously. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that track then? Now knowing all that, that it's you know, it's it's a Prince track basically. What was that? What was that guy's name? Prince. Oh, the fellow who did it. Ian Bland was the guy who, who uh, remixed it under his Dancing Dancing Divas, Divas with a Z. Bland by nature, mate. Oh, Nick! <laughs> oh, sorry. Cut, cut that out. Oh, Nick. with the gag, Nick, again. He can't, he can't, what it is, he cannot let someone else get the joke, can he? He has to have the punchline. Do you know what? I even considered when I was thinking of it in my head, and then, do you know what I might do? I might go, well, one by name, and then I'll let Nick say the punchline. I was even yeah. going to set it up. You were going to cross it in for him? Edit yeah. that out. I feel terrible now. <laughs> Too late, mate. <laughs> I think the thing is, like, the problem, which I, it's like, is the actual original, there isn't that much there for him to work with. It's There's not, like, another chorus um, or another verse, even, that is the vocal of the original track. Um, and again, I knew this was not going to go down well. Anytime I pick one of these classic dance tunes from my um, upbringing, it, it's never going to go down well because, it, like um, you said, Steve, before, or Nick, a certain song that resonates with you from a certain era, like the Nirvana track. And the, the Nirvana are a huge act. This, you know, is outside of, you know, certain circles. Yeah. mid 90s mid to late 90s dance music fans um they're not going to know it and to them it doesn't have any of and like you say it, it is it's a repetitive simple remix of a track with all, with all these songs especially 90s dance music i think it's it's part and parcel of an atmosphere and of a culture and if you if you weren't there you don't get it but if you were there it means everything yeah it's like anything like it just i can remember hearing this on like radio city when my brother would go out and we'd sneak into his room and you'd hear it and then we'd go from, oh my God, he's got it on vinyl and we'd play it and be like, fucking what a tune. I didn't even know it was that old at the time. Like 1995 is bonkers, isn't it? To think that's yeah. like, what was that? 20 fucking 27 years, 26 years ago. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's just one of them songs for me. Like um, I think I chose that house traffic one back on H that was a, a my favorite song of all time. This is in my like top five or 10 constantly just because i just love it it takes me back and I, I wish i was old enough to go out and listen to it um but and the story about it being like prince's backing band and the, do you know what? I'll, I'll i'll send you the original for you to listen like off air because that's a great just like you know it, it's it just sounds like a prince tune because it, yeah. it is obviously then does that i'm sure that, i'm sure the original is much better <laughs> yeah I it's think, like a bit um like a really funk like funk like a funk track i've heard of that 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 song I've heard it before. You sure? Are you sure you're not thinking of? Um, Let me take you to a place I know you wanna go. It's a good life. That was like the I'm more not, famous good life. A, I'm a hundred percent sure when you said it. That's what I was. If you go back and listen, I was sort of singing that. I've heard it before. I'm, you, you sure? It, maybe like the original is something that you know you'd hear in like a not an indie bar, but you're like, um, like the original something you would have heard in Largo back in the day or Hebe's. You know, back in like when they were cool. I've not heard that um, edit that or version or whatever that mix, but I've heard the original song. Yeah, you probably do. You know what? Heard it back in the, like the late two thousands in like Largo or Hebe's or something like that. 
originally released back in the 80s or something, was it? 95, 1995. The original, yeah, 95. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's, I don't know. I've definitely heard it. And maybe maybe I just, you know, I was listening, I was listening to to music back then. So maybe I heard it in that way. Um, yeah, it could have been. I don't think it charted or anything, but um, yeah. Uh, so thoughts, I'm expecting thumbs downs, to be honest. It, do you know what? It's, it's thumbs down for the remix. But yeah. the fact that it makes you happy makes me happy. And it's Prince is involved, and you cannot legally give a thumbs down if Prince is involved, can you? Um, well, I don't... He'll come back and get you. Yeah. Much in the same way that, you know, Prince Charles and the royal family got Diana. Didn't they? Yeah, they did, didn't they? They came and got her. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, I think I like the original, but not so much that mix. <laughs> Um, I don't like things that make Matt happy. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. Far, far from it, I'd say. Probably the opposite. Um, I'll give it... It's it's tough one, really, for me. i give it a thumbs in the middle. Thumbs I'll in the take middle. that. Yeah, that's fair. Perfectly fair. Okay. Am I uh, closing it out, then? Yes, please, Steve. Take right. it on high. Okay. Bit of a weird one. We haven't had a good cover in a while, have we? We haven't, no. Well, I've got something a little bit different here. Um, speaking about punk bands before, there is a French band who are a cover band who cover in a kind of new wavy French style a load of punk songs from... This isn't, sounds interesting. ...years gone by. Um, the band are called Nouvelle Vague which yeah. I believe is French for New Wave. And I'm relying on Wikipedia to tell me the translation there because I'm I'm not very good at French. But uh, Nouvelle Vague, and they've covered all different kinds of things. Uh, they did a version of Teenage Kicks by The Undertones, which was on an advert, which you may remember. But the song I've chosen is um, Ever Fallen in Love by The Buzzcocks. So it's the Nouvelle Vague cover of Ever Fallen in Love by I will send it to you right now I'm intrigued for this one, I've got no idea what it's going to be like very good style um, but it's quite do you you know the the original yeah Yeah. keep keep that in mind and this is a very different song but it's quite quite catchy and it's a little bit because you know the original it's a little bit it's just fun and they've got loads of other ones that they do and they've got full albums um which are really good. Uh, but this is a Nouvelle Vague, Ever Fallen in Love.
That was uh, Nouvelle Vague, Ever Fallen in Love, originally by the Buzzcocks. I thought. Yeah. Because I had that album, their first, I think it was Icy, I think it was their first, <laughs> would have been, I guess, in the 2000s at some point. It was brilliant album. It was a brilliant album, and it had... Um, Band Apart. No. Um, no, I don't think it was. Uh, okay. Where'd you it's buy the album, Nick? Stanley Dot Marcus? No. It, it had... Um, had um, a brilliant of um, Just Can't Get Enough on there. Oh, cool. Which is... Um, let me just Google it quickly while, while we're talking. Yeah, so I had the album, and... It was a brilliant album and just nice sort of. It was nice sort of thing to put on of an evening, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was called Nouvelle Vague, the album. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, um, love will tear us apart. Just can't get enough. Guns of Brixton. This is not a love song. Um, lots of really really good covers on there. I think you played me the Teenage Just Can't Get Enough version. You know, Nick. I might have done. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. I love. I love that. Song, Steve, and I love. I like. I mean, when I say I love them as a band, I love that album. Yeah. So yeah, massive thumbs up from me. I do with it. The start of that, the intro, like the first fifteen seconds, sounds like the fucking ketchup song, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like the percussion, the bass line. I was like, hang on a minute, are they fucking sampling Lost Ketchup? Maybe it's the way around. Well, mm, I think less. I think you'll find Steve less ketchup came earlier. They were trailblazers, much like the fast food rockers. <laughs> um, it's a great... We've always said like, the whole point of this show, uh, this podcast, when we the concept of it years ago, was it was going to be a, a covers podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and the whole point of a cover should be to take us... Do a song in a completely different genre, in a completely different way to the original, and that's the perfect example of it. Yeah. The original is you know, a punk rock track. Quite aggressive and angry, isn't it? Yeah. That just turns it, like you say, Nick, into you know something that will play um, in a restaurant, or, you know, on the beach, beachfront restaurant in Spain, or you know, in France, you know, sitting there on a lovely summer's evening, you know, surrounded by smoke, no doubt, as everyone's chong and bifters around you. Um, <laughs> well, I say, I've seen some videos of them playing on stage, and they've all, <laughs> all of them have got a cig, all of them have got a drink. They're, they're the most French band ever. They've all got. Blue and white hooped tops on, berets on, a baguette in one hand, and a, a cut onions around the neck. <laughs> uh, it's a great, great tune, and like I'm, I'm going to be um, seeking out some of their other stuff as well. Then, well, do you know, what? I've just I've sent you, um, I've just put it in the group. Then, um, they, when they were backstage, somebody took a video of them recording uh, "Blister in the Sun." Oh, by um. um What's it? Violent. Violent. Is that right? By the who? Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Violent. Yeah. Um, so it's just them in the sort of the, in the green room. Um, Being French. Drinking in there. <laughs> um, but it's a great... I have watched that. It's just a, a cool... They look like a cool group of people that you'd want to hang out with. Bloody frogs. And at one point, there's... Um, I think he might be American or English. There's a, a guitarist there um, who stood in front of one of the singers and is he, he's really struggling to pick his jaw up off the floor. <laughs> um, he's about six inches away from her and she's got like, a little red dress on and he's honestly struggling to pick his jaw up off the floor. But it's very funny. 
I'm gonna yeah. we'll give this a watch as soon as we finish this then. Yeah, we'll give that a watch. Uh, it's a thumbs up for me, Steve, all day. Big Love thumbs up for me. Like yeah. the tune, like the like that album and like the idea of like what they did really. Yeah, me too. Another um hugely successful podcast, I think I'd say, Nick. Well, I mean let's see what see what the critics say when the um You can't listen to your critics, can you? When the reviews are in, Matt. It's like buying Baz Bamming Boy in the Daily Mail, what's he going to say? Like buying um, a newspaper, you know, for the theatre reviews that they used to, like they used to do back in the day, and um, hope the good reviews were in. What will the critics be saying, mate? Who are the critics of this, would you say? And, Each, and, both, both of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. All, all two of them. Yeah. I, think, I think if we can hit a 50% strike rate, happy days. Yes, please. Yeah. We'll I'd, I'd, I'd bite your hands off for 50%, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Honourable mention? Oh, yeah. Shall we, um, Steve, as you went first? No, Nick went first. Oh, so my mistake. Nick, um, what didn't make the cut for you? Um, let me have a look. Oh, so there's one that I really wanted to put in, but I didn't put in because of the Nirvana conundrum, as I... Um, Sort of described it was no- the noisettes never forget you. Yeah, and um, what was the other one they did? Um, don't, don't upset the rhythm. Yes. Yeah. That. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. Good tunes. Great tunes. Uh, um, I had no doubt there. I had. <laughs> I was going to put the new radicals in. Remember the new radicals? Oh, that's don't let go. You only get what you give. Yeah. You get, that was a good tune. Um, they play that on Radio City, you know, every day. It doesn't. <laughs> Me. Yeah. Um, New Order. Um, yeah. Blue Monday. I heard that. Natalie Cole, Love. It's a tune that I like. Um, so, yeah, there's a few of mine. Um, over to you two. Um, I obviously had both Bed and Fields, only written in these words. Uh, I had Nick Kershaw, The Riddle, one of my favourite 80s tracks in a bizarre video. Like, absolutely bizarre. I had Entrance set you free. Oh, was potentially true. there. Um, I had Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. Oh yeah, great. Job. Yeah, that that was nearly in. I mean, it's that's one of them great like R and B hip hop tunes that had him, and then had the female vocal as well, didn't it? Which yeah. was just uh, an amazing, just fucking brilliant tune. Um, I had there's another one there, Nine Toes Finder, which was a dance one with the it had like the steel drums, bam 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 from a few years ago, and there was one there like, I, do you know what? I wanna, I wanna send you this now. I think I've I've played this to you, um, both privately for like ten seconds, and Nick literally said it gave him a headache. That domestic <laughs> violence track, Nick, do you remember? Oh, God, that's off. Yeah, well, the backstory behind this is the, the artist's name is NR028 Stereotype. And um, it's called, and it's, it, it was, this goes back to, I was doing med at the arts club. We do it on a Friday. And then there'd be a, an outside event, like at Circus Chibuco or something on the Saturday. And there was this hardcore night on the Saturday. And we come in on the Friday, and like, the guys, the sound engineers are setting it up, and they were like, you won't believe this. That the warm up act, from the hardcore night last Saturday, left his SD card in the deck. So we've got all the tracks that he was playing. This was the guy. This event started at 9 p.m. and went till 4. 
these people, okay, this track, and I'm going to play a snippet of it. I'll edit it in while you listen to it quickly, right? This was, he said, this was his third track of the night at 10 past nine. This was a warm-up track, okay? NR028 stereotype, domestic violence. Go on, Steve. Uh, that was, by the way, we're, we're back, folks. That was a little sample, a little taste of a NR028 stereotype, domestic violence. That could be the first ever track on Pop Balls to get three thumbs down. <laughs> it's just, it's one of the worst things I've ever heard, I think. Like, it's just one of them. You don't want to sound like your parents, right? But how is that music? It's not. It's not, is it? Like, if you stuck me in a room, right, and played that, like that should be getting used by like to get domestic terrorists to tell you know the intelligence yeah. services the CEA Guantanamo so, Bay play that not even that loud but blast it out to someone I don't care I, even if I haven't done it I'll, what do you want to know I'll tell you like and if I can't tell you I'll help you work it out yeah I'll lie what, just tell me what you want to hear and I'll tell you it like that was can you imagine and that was the warm up track played at ten past nine on a club night that went till four a.m. You should have seen the waveform. The waveform was just a block of fucking noise. (laughs) And I think that is, I'm not sure, I think it's 190 beats per minute. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me, but it was was absolutely terrible. (laughs) Shouldn't be a song. Um, I'd like to hear uh, the lads do a a French cover of that, if they could. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. If you could get them to do it. So um, what about your um, honourable mention, Steve? Any more Um, NR028 stereotype? I actually had the from their second album, obviously not. Uh, I had an Furtado turn off the light. Oh, good tune! I thought I thought you would have seen some Nelly Furtado from New Math. Um, yeah, there was I a couple. Baby. New Order. I had uh, Nina Simone. My baby just cares for me. Oh yeah. Uh, NWA. Fuck the police. Yeah, of uh, course. Respect uh, them as well at the same time. <laughs> uh, New Order, Blue Monday, Neil Young, Harvest Moon. Um, I did mean to try and find a Nickelback track, but I never got around to it. Thank God for that. Okay. I had. Uh, did you? Anyone have Nina ninety nine Red Loons? No, oh, no. And I've just That's the exact sort of thing I would have expected to see. Yeah, that was a contender. Could have had Neil Diamond and yeah. also Buffalo Stance by Nina Cherry. That's a good tune. Ooh, that is a good tune. <laughs> it was. We were spoiled this week, weren't we? Were then like yeah. really spoiled for choice. To see what he brings us, won't we, mate? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's plenty there, and then we've got a good one here. P, R, we're into some fucking quality letters. Yeah. Right, looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you know what? Q is shaky. 
But other than that, it's a long way away before I struggle. X. X is going to be the issue, isn't it? I've got X. my I've got my three. Fucking hell. It's a, quite, it's a case of whether... Are they it all... might, might be a Steve Rock solo episode, X, then. <laughs> They, are they all the X Factor finalists? No, not a single X Factor. <laughs> ah, uh, yeah. It might be that when we get there, you've all got the exact same three that I've got. Which might I be hope so. Well, um, that was a, I thoroughly enjoyed that, lad. It was good to get good to get the boys back together, wasn't it? And yeah. um, let's make sure it's not six months before the next one again. Yeah, I agree. Yes. We've kept it under two hours. Just yeah, we did yeah. say that we about possibly doing a a special with our favourite TV theme tunes, maybe. Yeah, there are a couple of good specials we should do. Yeah, let's get them out there. People want yeah. the content. Don't they? People are uh, clamouring for the content. They, oh, they can't fucking get can't get enough of me. Um, if you enjoyed it in the unlikely event, you did get in touch at Podballs UK on Twitter at Matt Hibbert at that Steve Rock. That's me. At follow that Nick um, on SoundCloud. All the places you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Just search Podballs. Are we on Spotify? No, not yet. We're, no. We, there's a there's a feeling that if we go on Spotify, on Spotify and they realise that we're playing the full track, that they might be less than impressed. Yeah, bastard Spotify. Those fucking, you know, corporate fuddy-duddies. Yeah. The man yeah. Um, but yeah, SoundCloud, and get it on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, on there. We will be back with the A to Z of music. Oh. Oh. Soon, and maybe a couple of specials, a TV theme tune special. Interesting. Nine tracks there. I hope we broadened your horizon to some new music. That's always the plan, isn't it? If you come out of this with one track that you went, oh, I like that, and I've never heard of them before, I'm certainly going to be going and trying to find some... Um, uh, what was the first one you said? Nathaniel. You chose Steve. That wonderful, like, in the prison. <laughs> Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. I'm going to be looking for more of the Night Sweats. Nick, I'm sure you'll be having plenty of Night Sweats. Um, and well, we will be back. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, folks? Just take care. Um, spike your hair. Take care, spike your hair, and see you. Speak to you both soon. Yeah, I wonder what NR O two eight stereotype are up to right now. Do you know, probably they're probably doing like what Aqua did, going. Let's go the complete opposite to our first single. Let's do a power ballad. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if the bald fella from Aqua was part of them. I look forward to hearing that. Yeah, do you know what? I'll research that for the next one. <laughs> We will be back. Uh, letter O, eight of the music pod balls, very very soon. Up the fucking pod balls. See you later. You have been listening to a pod balls production. Hope you enjoyed it. Even if you didn't, screw you.